Hello and welcome to this energy podcast series. We are a UK-based energy consultancy who look after all things energy for various sectors, including education, healthcare, industrial and commercial and the public sector. When you think energy, think Zenergy. Today, we'll be looking at the importance of data maturity and what organisations need to consider when handling data. Perhaps you're looking to tighten your processes and have a concern around GDPR or helping your team sing off the same hymn sheet. I'm pleased to be joined by Zenergy's business intelligence specialist, Krishna Bola, whose career has seen him help to shape and deliver data compliance at Zenergy and other organisations, whilst using data smartly to help grow and nurture businesses. Krish, thank you for joining me today. No problem, thanks for having me on. Firstly, what is data maturity? So data maturity is all about how well an organisation can use internal and external information and turn them into everyday decision making and insights. And why is it so important? So it's important because it can help make faster and better decisions for both your business and your customers. So tell me, what challenges are there around data maturity? So there are a number of challenges that a company might face depending on the industry and the organisation itself. But this can include a lack of resources, software, knowledge and experience. And challenges are often more common in small to medium businesses. I did read in an article recently that that percentage is around 25 uh, for small and medium sized businesses that do not actually employ someone in a data role. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty. How do you assess how data mature your organisation actually is? So there are many models that can be used to understand where your business currently sits. Without understanding where you currently are, it's really difficult to understand where you need to go. There are a number of different data maturity models that can be used to help understand and assess where you are. That makes sense. So you mentioned these data maturity models. Which one would you recommend using personally? So one of the most helpful models that I've found in my experience is the data to AI maturity scale by LexTech. Now, this model focuses on the practical and easy to spot telltales of where an organization sits across five different stages. So stage one, for example, is called manual data drudgery, which involves employees producing manual siloed reports across spreadsheets with different approaches to definitions and ways of querying the data. I've got to say, I do love a spreadsheet, but there's definitely room for error with sort of human uh, manual entering. So this would help with this. It sure would. And stage three involves a more coordinated and consistent single truth across departments. So less storage of spreadsheets on people's um, own desktops to having one coordinated report, for example. I know you recently wrote an insightful blog for the Zenergy website titled Zen Family Voice. And it was a um, education sector case study specific. Um, and for anyone that wants to find this, by the way, it's located in the resource section on our website. Anyway, can you tell me more about this? Sure. So we ran an exercise using public data to assess how well a school performs against its peers in regards to its energy efficiency. Despite the really simple question, we found a number of challenges with data cleansing and matching the data, and that really reduced the ability to produce reliable results that can be used to make decisions. Now, a school with strong data maturity and an ability to overcome these challenges may be able to harness that information to improve and create a competitive edge when it comes to energy performance. 
And how do you know where to start developing a data strategy? So it's all about finding ways to improve your data maturity for the benefit of your customers, employees, and the wider business based on the business strategy. So looking at your business strategy is a great place to start. So for example, a care home group may want to help reduce their costs and improve their energy efficiency. And so may want to consider looking at how they perform against others in the area using the deck information available online through the local government. And I think, you know, energy efficiency and everything sort of going on around climate change, it's, it's very prevalent in the forefront of every mind, everyone's minds at the moment. So it's a, a, good, a good place to start for sure. Now, quite a direct question, if you don't mind. How does Zenergy use data? So Zenergy uses data both internally and externally to help drive decisions as employees, as well as consultants acting on behalf of our customers. So we use data to help identify money-saving opportunities for our customers. So we're a customer service-led business for anyone that doesn't know us, and it's something that we would sort of coin the Zen way. And so for our customers, we use a variety of data sources to help ensure that we can improve our products and services using evidence-based decision-making by looking at the costs and energy-saving opportunities, as well as ways that help increase revenue for our customers. Thanks for sharing that. Now, can you give me three of your top tips for success in developing data maturity? Sure. So my first tip is to start small and make marginal gains. So starting with something small in terms of a project and the number of stakeholders will help to demonstrate impact and success at the start of your journey. My second top tip is to achieve buy-in and support from executives. So success in data maturity is all about bringing on board people and helping meet their needs. There's many different models that you can use to help identify who your stakeholders are including the RACI model, which looks at who is responsible, accountable, consulted and informed. Thanks for breaking down that acronym. That's really useful. I'm awful at acronyms. I'm going to throw in a tricky question before your final top tip. Getting everyone on board can sometimes be hard. What do you do if someone or a team is resistant to change? One useful approach is by looking at the soft benefits and really explaining to that person what the soft benefits are. So for example, by looking at the time savings and stress that you can save them, sharing the vision and benefits of that particular project. So real blue sky thinking sometimes just to get people on board, but kind of boosting them, boosting their confidence. Yeah. And your final top tip. So my third top tip is to make sure that rollout and the implementation stage is done with impact. So people need to understand what it means for them in practice on the day to day and have the right training in place to make the most of those changes. Thanks, Krish. I really appreciate your time today and sharing your insight and knowledge into data maturity. This session has definitely opened up my eyes to how organisations can be smarter, safer and resourceful with data. My favourite nugget from today was definitely around uh, using information that's available in a smarter um, way, but also that kind of confidence boosting tip to have everyone singing off the same hymn sheet. It's really important um, and I appreciate you sharing your top tips as well. So thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me on, Jen. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts available on Apple and Spotify. If you would like us to cover a certain topic, then please feel free to reach out using the contact section on our website or email us at bepositive at Feel free to like, share and subscribe to our various channels where there's a host of information, fact sheets, case studies, videos and more. We are on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. Thanks and see you soon.